My first glimpse of humanity's future cost me plenty, as you'll see. But I can also tell you up front that it has turned out to be more than worth the price. One morning in 1988, I stood motionless on the edge of a very small platform, with the canopy of the North Queensland rainforest stretched to the horizon beneath me. I remember seeing moist, warm, tropical air dew up on my body. Then I dove into that Australian air. No shirt, no shoes, only pale blue shorts and a leather strap tightly fastening my ankles together. I plunged 140 feet into a hole where the trees had been cleared, swinging my arms wildly in circles, trying to maintain control. Seconds later, the tips of my then-long hair dipped gently into the watering hole that was my target. The bungee cord, attached to the leather around my ankles, had worked exactly as advertised. I was still in one piece. Now I could relax and enjoy the ride. In an instant, I shot back into the air. Once again, I was looking at the rainforest canopy from above, though this time rising, feeling weightless, until gravity reasserted its force and I dropped to the water. My falls and ascensions gradually got shorter until finally I came to rest, dangling above the pool. What a rush! I had to do it again. Within thirty minutes, I was poised for a second jump. This time, to intensify the fun, I turned around, took a deep breath, bent my knees, swung my arms above my head, arched my back, and dove off backward. And that's what ripped my back to painful shreds. At the instant I hit bottom, it felt as if every molecule in my body teleported its weight to my lower back. An electric jolt zinged through my body, and with each of several successive bounces came another excruciating surge. The bungee had held, but critical parts of my spine had not. Eight years of physical therapy and chiropractic care followed my bungee jump. I came to need an ever-escalating dose of pain medication just to get out of bed in the morning. Eventually, a neurosurgeon ordered a sophisticated diagnostic scan of my lower back. I soon found myself being prepped at a University of California at San Francisco clinic to have my chronically agonized body checked out by imaging equipment that was, in 1996, state-of-the-art. And this is where I got an invaluable inkling of the future. It took quite some time and research before I began to grasp the importance of what I'd experienced. But that day, at that clinic, I took part in the early stages of a revolution that I believe will soon transform our future, just as gigantically as certain other vital inventions, including the plow, the steam engine, and the microchip, did in our past. The broad term is neurotechnology, which means the tools we use to understand and influence our brain and nervous system. Beyond its medical applications, and most important for this story, is the fact that neurotechnology is driving advances in practically every field you can name, from finance and marketing to religion, warfare, and art. Because of its ever-widening impact, we are now entering something I've called the neuro-society, an emerging reality where we will see massive changes in our personal, social, economic, and political lives, all of them driven by neurotechnology. As soon as I finish my bungee cord spinal cord story, I'll start unveiling as complete a picture of the neuro society as is now possible, 
drawing on the work and generously shared perspectives of some of the most brilliant and enthusiastic scientists, businessmen, and thinkers on the planet.